0: Hi, this is David Rutledge with a special announcement for Philosopher's Zone listeners. You like ideas, don't you? That's why you take an interest in philosophy. That's presumably why you listen to this excellent podcast. Well, I'm here to tell you about another excellent podcast that delivers precisely what it says on the side of the box. It's called Ideas. It's produced by our good friends at CBC Canada, and it's all about getting deep into contemporary thought and intellectual history. The program's got quite a history of its own. It started out as a radio show back in 1965, so there's a half-century track record there of conceptual exploration. These guys know what they're doing. And the thing that I really like about ideas is that it looks at really big picture stuff that you'd expect, but also at the things that seem more every day, but then turn out to be completely fascinating when you start to chew them over. So in recent programs, they've been asking how to build a truly inclusive world. Why do societies become attracted to authoritarianism? What does community really mean? But then they've been looking at things like the history of jeans, that's the clothing jeans, and how the blue jean industry is helping to destroy the planet. They've been looking at the history of the saxophone, at various aspects of what's going on in Hollywood, and so on. So it's a great program, very eclectic, always interesting, but don't take my word for it. Here is a little grab from a recent episode on hedonism.
1: Sometimes a useful thought experiment would be to imagine different possible worlds or distant planets. So imagine there's a distant planet and there is a masterwork of art on that planet, but no one is there to appreciate it. So no one's there to take pleasure in that art. Does it still have value? Does it still add anything of value?
2: All right, the Mona Lisa is now on a barren planet in a distant galaxy. To get really simple about it, if you think it's now a useless and stranded bit of wood and paint, you might be a hedonist. If you think, say, beauty exists and is valuable whether or not humans get any enjoyment out of it, you're probably not a hedonist.
1: So for a hedonist, unless our actions are directly contributing to how we as humans experience the world and whether we are gaining any sort of pleasurable sensations from that, there there is no harm independently of how it affects us and our experience of the world.
2: And the philosophy of hedonism goes way back.
3: All the ancient philosophical schools, every single one of them, really took as the central and abiding question the nature of the good life. What was the goal of the good life?
2: Alison Keith is a professor of classics at the University of Toronto, and her specialty is the philosophy of Epicurus and how it was received in later years. Epicurus is one of the ancient Greek world's important hedonists.
3: So Epicurus is very much in the tradition of Plato and Aristotle, whom he follows, and to whose philosophies he really reacts in many, many ways.
2: This was a time of big political turmoil. Epicurus was born on the wealthy island of Samos in the Aegean Sea, just as Alexander the Great was building an empire that stretched from Greece to India when Epicurus was 18 years old, Alexander the Great died, sparking a rebellion in Athens and decades of conflict over pieces of the empire.
3: So Epicurus really was familiar with a world in which war was endemic. Athens was an occupied power during part of his lifetime. There were mercenaries coming through. There were mercenaries being signed up to go and fight in other parts of the Greek world. It was a a world of great uncertainty where you could be born into an incredibly wealthy and rich elite family and lose it all. Really, if your city lost a war, you could be enslaved the next day.
2: Epicurus did his mandatory military service in Athens, moved back in with his parents for a while and went to college. And when he was ready to start teaching on his own, he needed a good spot.
3: He bought a house in Athens, and he seems also to have bought a plot of land outside of Athens. And there he settled with uh, friends. And to to that estate, students came. And this estate became known as the garden.
2: The Garden. In the midst of a treacherous world, a place of peace and tranquility. A place to dedicate oneself to the highest pleasure, talking philosophy with a bunch of friends. Not a lot is known about the specifics of the garden. Seneca, a later Roman philosopher, writes of Epicurus,
1: Go to his garden and read the motto carved there, Stranger. Here you will do well to tarry. Here, our highest good, is pleasure. The caretaker of that abode, a kindly host, will be ready for you. With these words, this garden does not wet
0: your appetite, but quenches it. And of course we don't have time to play the entire episode, but I'll just reveal that its exploration of hedonism takes an unexpected but highly satisfying swerve into Star Trek. So that's Ideas from CBC Canada. Pulling apart concepts, seeing how they work and discovering why they still matter today. I highly recommend it and you can listen or subscribe to Ideas via your preferred podcast delivery service or go to cbc.ca slash radio slash ideas.